Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Second and seven, Leary. Has tons of time into the end zone. Caught! Miraculously caught out! DJ into the end zone. Incomplete for Ross. And the streak is over. They answer the opportunity. NC State rides on the strength of the pack. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth on a Thursday morning. We'll have lightning bets coming up in about 20 minutes. Right now, let's talk some college football here. We will be joined by Alex Kolodege, who is with us here from the Action Network. He's joining us on the Roman Guest Line Alex, appreciate you hopping on. It should be a fun weekend in college football here. And we played the clip there of NC State taking down Clemson, which just furthers how wide open it feels right now in college football. Let's jump to a game that has some implications as we look forward to what this season might be and then playoff and all that. Cincinnati, Notre Dame, Saturday afternoon. I can't wait for this game. The winner of it has a real chance to make some noise, get near the top five. What's your thought on this game here, Alex? Cincinnati, Notre Dame. Yeah, when we when we talk about all the big games this weekend, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, Ole Miss, Alabama, and then Arkansas, Georgia, this was probably the game that I had on my radar least in terms from a betting perspective and from an edge perspective. Um, coming into the season, I wasn't necessarily high on Notre Dame. Um, when you look at who they played so far, um, uh, a really, really underwhelming Florida State defense, um, another underwhelming MAC team in Toledo, and then last week they had half their points come via kicker turner pick six late in the fourth. So while Jack Cohen's been really, really good. I don't like the spot for the Notre Dame offense here against the Cincinnati defense. If I had to make any play in this game, and I'll just be honest, I don't have a play right now. Um, it's still early. Um, the market could change, and there could be some reactionary news coming up. But um, for what it's worth, if, if I had to make a play in this game, I would take Notre Dame team total under. Um, I just simply don't like the spot against um, what's been a really, really tough Cincinnati defense. Made Michael Penix from Indiana look um, like a junior varsity quarterback when they played in, in Bloomington a couple weeks ago. So um, I think this is a good spot to sell the Fighting Irish um, offense, take their team total under. So we know the conversation. If Notre Dame loses as a home dog here, Bearcats pull out the victory. Uh, is Cincinnati going to finally break through? They've been ranked in the top 10 for like the last year, right? Um, so they're on everyone's radar, but uh, is the committee going to find a way to keep them out? What? How do you think they handle that if the Bearcats run the table here in a year with a team like Clemson with two early losses? Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's it's tricky because I'm glad that I'm not in the room, and I'm not, and I'm glad that I'm not one of the people who have to decide if Cincinnati runs the table, whether to keep them in or out. It's a really interesting team. I talked about it a little bit before the season in the sense that. 
if you're betting or fading Cincinnati, you're basically saying, do you think they're going to go to the title game or not? Do you think they're going to go to the playoff or not? Um, I didn't really necessarily like Desmond Ritter at his price in terms of a Heisman. Um, it's just such a crapshoot to invest in a team, and it sucks because Cincinnati's been so, so good under Luke Fickle. They've beat a lot of good teams, and they've quietly just been a sleeping giant that if they don't, it's, it's, you have to ask the question of what else can I do? Um, you beat two FBS teams, um, one an independent, one a Big Ten. That looks good on your resume. If they don't, I, the thing with me is it, the college football landscape is so upside down the first four weeks that I don't think we're going to have this much chaos um, consistently through 12 weeks. Um, I would expect Cincinnati to bottom out some sometime from now until week 13, 14. Um, the SEC could probably get two teams in. So it doesn't look really, really good, but do I think Cincinnati can run the table? Absolutely. The team's really, really good. And especially in a, in a year where, you know, Alabama, it's not Alabama and Clemson, everybody else. It, the, the margin's really, really thin, and Cincinnati seems to st- uh, stick out more and more by the week. Alex Colodoget of the Action Network joining us here talking some college football for the weekend. Let's jump to Ole Miss, Alabama here. Fun game, watching Matt Corral against Nick Saban. But it's also a game here, Alex, for the two Heisman favorites right now, Matt Corral, Ole Miss, Bryce Young of Alabama go head-to-head. The number right now is 14-and-a-half. Alabama's the favorite. Where do you lean on this game, Ole Miss in Alabama? Yeah, so this game, I didn't initially plan on having any um, any stance on this game, but the total actually got jacked up way too high, and I had to make a play on the under at 80. Last year, I mean, what really is there to say that already hasn't been said? You know, 1,300-plus yards of offense last year. They only punted three combined times. The overcast in the third quarter, there were over – a hundred and you know what, 111 combined points. Um, you know, obviously, both offenses are capable. Like you said, two Heisman favorites under center. But I, I, I was joking with a buddy who said, "Man, all it takes is one holding penalty for this game to just be completely flipped upside down in the game script to uh, to maybe fizzle out." So everything kind of went perfect last year for the offenses. I thought 80 was. Um, seriously inflated i only made it 75 um and at 80 i wanted to get involved so um you know a red zone turnover or like i said a holding call a costly holding call could set the entire game back so i went under 80 and i and i felt pretty comfortable about it alex what's more vomit inducing right now backing graham mertz or north carolina in general North Carolina, and it's not close because I've I and and here's why I I've bet Graham Mertz week one against Penn State, and I bet against North Carolina last week, and I would say losing North Carolina outright against Georgia Tech was a hundred times worse than watching Graham Mertz throw his fifth red zone interception against Penn State. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your read on that uh, Michigan Wisconsin uh, this week? I, I know most of the week it was just hanging around a pick'em. Mm-hmm. So I, I wrote this game for the Action Network. I wanted to take this game on. I'm a Michigan fan, admittedly, um, and I recommended taking Michigan's team total under. I just think this is just kind of the ultimate Harbaugh spot where he falls flat. Um, they haven't beaten Wisconsin and Madison since 2001. And no, it really doesn't say anything. I know it doesn't um, have any impact on what's going to happen, but they've just really struggled to, to play in Wisconsin. And really a lot of teams have struggled to play in Wisconsin. Paul Christ has held each of the last, I want to say, four or five opponents of the team total under in, in Madison. Last year, the defense finished number four in SP+. Um, and really, Michigan hasn't been forced 
um, outside of a positive game script all year. And to be honest, I think J.J. McCarthy probably should have started over Cade McNamara. This is going to be their first road game in really forever. you got a lot of key pieces, a lot of players on this roster that, that haven't played a true road game. So I went, um, I went Michigan team total under. If you could find a 20 and a half or better, I think it's a good play. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Alex, big weekend for Arkansas here. They're up to number eight. Good start to their season. Held A&M to 10 points last weekend. But now they go to Georgia. They're 18 and a half point dogs. Give us your thought on this game. Can Arkansas compete in this game? I think so, but I think the value's on the total here, to be completely honest with you. I was, I, I, call me with the consensus that I thought 18.5 was way too steep to be giving a team that's ranked 11th in the country. Obviously, you played Rice, and you ran all over Texas, and I don't think Texas A&M is very good. But I will say this, Georgia, they have yet to give up an explosive rush this season. They're the only team in the country that has yet to give up one explosive rush. And they're also, their offense has had like one of the best starting field positions average in the entire country. So for me, this was a game that I leaned under. I didn't think KJ Jefferson was going to be able to run loose. If you look at a lot of some of the plays that he's been, um, him and Traylon Burks have connected on a lot of broken plays. I, I, Georgia to me is just way too disciplined defensively. They get that uh, Tyke Smith back there, their key defensive back who missed um, the season and, and predominantly the Clemson game, which was huge when he was ruled out. They get him back, um, and so Keely Ringo, their freshman cornerback, doesn't have to play as much and, and take on a huge responsibility. So I like this game. Um, it's going to be an early kick. Um, I, I like under 48.5 or 48. Um, anything at 48 or better to me was good. But I, I would take Arkansas on the points um, if it were up to me. Uh, do you have anything on Florida and Kentucky with that matchup this weekend? I, I did. This is um, so – at open, I bet let's see three. I bet eight totals, eight overs at open, and one of them was the Florida Kentucky. Once that game got down to fifty five, I bet over. Um, Kentucky to me is just when you look at a couple of the Kentucky, the Kentucky teams of the years past with Lynn Bowden and, and Terry Wilson. It was just run oriented. It was Benny Snell too. You know, run the ball thirty five times a game, play good defense, and let's escape with a, a seventeen to fourteen win. Um, but these teams, this Kentucky team with Will Levis and Wandale Robinson and Chris Rodriguez in the backfield, they, they really put up a lot of points. They're a lot more frenetic. They'll play more of a shootout style. And I think this is a good spot for Florida Rush defense that got hot last week against Tennessee. Um, this number dropped considerably, 58.5 to 55. I pounced on 55. Would have been content with taking anything better than 56. Alex, is there any value here in the Heisman Trophy race as we um, we get into October here, or is this really Matt Corral, Bryce Young, and 
maybe this weekend, the way this plays out could go a long way to determining who the favorite is moving forward. Is there anyone else you would look at that you think maybe people are just not not seeing it right now or they're sleeping on and he could kind of emerge out of nowhere? Or is it or is this becoming a two two player race? Yeah, to be completely honest with you, there to me there really isn't any value in the Heisman race. It's such a crapshoot before the season and it's so fun because we talk about it and we we try to spend some time looking at all these sleepers with Burrow and Jackson uh, the last few years coming up. Really neat market. But right now, I, I do the action report every Monday, the updated Heisman tracker, and I didn't see anybody that I really wanted to take a flyer on. It's just because guys like Sam Howell you could buy low on, but all it takes is your team losing despite having a big game for you to just completely fall out of the race. Um, you see how impactful a loss or even just a game where – you might not have a great stat line, but it's not something that's going to overpower you. If if Matt Corral or Bryce Young go go wild in a game that's projected for 80 points, I think you can pretty much seal it in the bag. But I didn't find anybody in that second tier of quarterbacks who I was really, really rushing to bet. You saw with DJ Uyunglele too. I mean, he opened six to one. All it takes is two losses, and he's not even he's not even in the race anymore. So it's a tough market. You have to almost be perfect. Um, I know a buddy who had Matt Corral 40 to one preseason, and I'm mad I didn't take it. But at this point, I'm just kind of sitting on my thumbs and um, and and maybe waiting for their for some value down the road. But right now, no, no value at all the, in the Heisman market. Yeah, you had to get that Corral number uh, earlier in the off season, certainly. How about in the ACC? I'm taking a look at the futures. J- just your thoughts, even if uh, you, you don't think there's a bet there. Clemson after loss number two, two and two on the season. So who knows what's going to happen uh, moving forward here? But they're still the overwhelming favorite to win the ACC. They're minus 125. And then uh, next you've got NC State, plus 500. Then you're down to plus 900. Uh, if you're talking Virginia Tech, is there a team that you would take a shot on there? The ACC is honestly, to me, the funniest conference in the world because before the year I could have made a case for so many teams. A lot of teams that I liked, Boston College, obviously now Phil Dracovic is out. Um, Wake Forest was another team that looked to be kind of a sneaky uh, sleeper. Their offense, to me, hasn't really clicked so far. Right now, I don't see much value in the ACC. Honestly, if anything, I would lay the chalk right now in, in what's mm-hmm. pretty much the in what I think is probably the bottom of their market. And the reason I say that is because NC State's banged up, too. They lost their star linebacker for the year. Um, Devin Leary, is actually, he's ranked like 93rd in the country in EPA, which is behind quarterbacks from Kansas, Ohio, Akron, uh, FAU, Kansas State. So NC State's an offense, to me, that hasn't really played up to its performance as well. So to me, I, I, know, it's, I know it's chalky, and I know that you know, it's not very fun to not pick the, the flyer in, the, in, in, in what's been pr- uh, a pretty fun conference. But I think right now, Clemson, they're laying 17 at home, probably a get-right spot. Um, probably their market yeah. their market dip. So I, I probably at this point have to lay the lay the minus one twenty five. Alex, right now on FanDuel, Georgia plus one seventy five to win the national championship. Alabama plus one seventy five. If, if Alex Kolodzje was setting the lines and the odds right now, who would be the favorite to win the national title, Georgia or Alabama? I would make Alabama a three point favorite. I I have two. Two futures that I'm holding right now. One's on Oklahoma plus 800, which I don't think looks good at all. And the other one's <laughs> I overreact. I, and yeah. we'll, we'll call that a wash right now. And then um, after week one, I you know I made a knee jerk reaction and I bet Bama plus 175. So that's the ticket I'm holding on to. 
Um, so if I had any state in, I would hope that, uh, that Nick Saban would pull it out. <laughs> yeah, I bet Oklahoma too. It feels like a loser sitting there 20 to 1 right now, the way they've, uh, they've won a couple of their games. It's, it just hasn't been as pretty as I thought. A team that I really didn't want to buy, honestly, and then started reading more into them. And just like every year, bought into the defense, bought into, uh, bought into everything. And yeah, it hasn't looked pretty so far. Is Spencer Rattler going to turn this around quickly? Because he just hasn't looked, you know, like, you know, these Oklahoma quarterbacks, they all pop and they all are tremendous in college football. It's just been a, it's been a tough start to the year. You think he turns it around? I, I would say yes, but I've been, I've been waiting the last four weeks, to be perfectly honest right. with you. Um, mm-hmm. The receiving corps is loaded. They've had really, really good matchups. Um, I would, like, again, I would say yes, but, but we haven't, again, we haven't seen him, we haven't seen him pop. We haven't seen him take a lot of shots downfield. We haven't seen that prototypical, like, 28 to nothing Oklahoma game in the first where you're like, all right, I gotta, I gotta turn the TV off. You know, they're, they're like Ohio State in the first quarter. Nobody can get anything going. Um, God, it's a shame because I thought Rattler was, like, the bona fide number one guy to be coming out and, and to be, um, to be taken overall, but, but it's crazy to see that novelty market flip now. <laughs> Yeah, it has. There's no question. Alex Kolodege of the Action Network. Alex, we appreciate you hopping on. He was on the Roma Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation for ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort of privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's Roman.com slash BetQL. Coming up on the other side, lightning bets for Thursday, including we got to finalize our same-game parlay for Thursday Night Football. We'll do that next. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network.